Our first reading is from the letter, the first letter of John, chapter three, verse 16. We know love by this, that Jesus laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers and sisters. Our second reading is from Paul's letter to the church at Rome, chapter 12, verse one. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And from Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus, chapter six, verses 13 through 15. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Our final reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 9 through 13. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Thanks be to God for his holy word. I've had colleagues over the years, and I, I understand the tension, who are uncomfortable with singing something like we just did or with, with posting colors or even sometimes having an American flag in church because they fear that we might come to worship idols, whether it be the flag or the country it stands for. But I like to give thanks for a nation the principles of which, the foundations of which. And we just sang, I had to find a version of that last hymn that had for pilgrim feet because our tradition is descended from the pilgrims, congregationalists. But to give thanks for a nation that guarantees it's one of its first guaranteed freedoms. The freedom to worship not as a king or a government or a state dictates but according to our call from God to join in worship. And in that, then, I, I give thanks to the, the founding fathers and the principles of a nation in which we are free to gather and, and worship in safety and in peace because there are some parts of the world where that just isn't the case to this day. So if, if that lingers in the back of your mind, church flag, church flag, I, I just look to give thanks the opportunity that we have and those who have guaranteed that opportunity. When my younger sister was, it was either end of junior high school or high school, the years are fuzzy at half a century ago. Lose it and they get fuzzier. A teacher of hers, and this teacher had some strange ideas, told the class, and now a teacher's in a position of authority and you're supposed to trust what they say and, and believe it, she says, nothing in this life is worth dying for. 
The same teacher had told my sister she shouldn't exist because she was a third child and anything more than two was superfluous. So she already came from an odd, you know, whatever. But nothing in this life is worth dying for. And I, okay. I mean, my dad was a Marine. I was in high school ROTC. My brother was just joining high school ROTC. We had Navy relatives. We had Air Force relatives. We had, we're kind of a, a mix in our family. Nothing's worth dying for. Wow. That, that really disturbed my sister then. It disturbs me to this day that someone would teach a bunch of, of kids that nothing is worth dying for because like that last hymn that Eric taught me that one, by the way, it's British in origin, but the second verse is so universal. And thanks, Lydia, for adding a, a, little, a little brass to the sound as well. It was wonderful. Nothing's worth dying for. And yet, we are called so many places in Scripture. We just heard it. Now, to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice means to, to live God's way, to give up the way of the world, to try to live according to the Spirit, not according to the, the very colorful ways people lived in the Roman Empire at the time Paul wrote the letter. But then, as I reminded the children, Jesus died for our sakes. We're worth dying for. Our sisters and brothers then, by extension, are worth dying for. Now, if anybody's a fan of the movie Patton, there is a quote about dying for your country that we can't use politely in church. He's a little colorful. Remember, it took George Patton six years to get through college, three of which were spent either as a rat at VMI or a plebe at West Point. So he's a little crusty at best. But to go out and take that risk, to take the risk of having to take another human life should not be easy. The risk of someone else taking yours. What a measure of devotion and risk. Why? Because the flag tells us to? Because the government tells us to? I'm reminded of the motto on the crest. And I, was any, I was nowhere near being a Green Beret. But the Green Berets, the special forces, have a little Latin expression on the crest they wear in their beret. De oppresso liber. Liberators of the oppressed. To seek to bring to others the freedom in life, the safety in life, the liberty in life that we know. And if you read the history of special forces, they go in some strange and dark and difficult places to do that. They're not just the special warriors that are perhaps the SEALs or Delta Force or Rangers. They are people who embed themselves in the language, culture, and with the people of a nation to try to help them help themselves, to help them stand up for their liberty. That's what Special Forces was started for, the Green Berets. Liberators of the oppressed. Nothing worth dying for. If that had been the philosophy of the pilgrims, having to leave England to go to Holland and finding Holland a little too... Uh, colorful for their taste, going back to England, I couldn't survive there. So they had to come to this country. Right down the road in Oxford, the Huguenots, the French Protestants who were not permitted to be Protestants in France, who settled in parts of Oxford, and I went to school in New Paltz, New York. 
New Paltz means Neue Pfalz because the French had first tried to settle in the Palatinate region of Germany. It didn't work there either. They came to New York, they came to Oxford seeking freedom to worship God. And what kind of a trip was that? We read about the Mayflower, we read about the risk of the journey, we read about the disease, we read about the, it was when they were in a little ice age in terms of climate at that time. What's worth risking a life? We think about it, I hope most parents, if asked, would you risk, would you even give up your life for your child? I hope we'd say yes. I hope even harder we'd do yes. But certainly to seek to serve others and not to roll over, look at Ephesians, put on the full armor of God to stand. Not to just roll over easily, but to stand. And there were certainly plenty in the world that said, we don't, we don't need to do that. We can, we can just let, I think of World War II because it's history I studied so much. We can let Germany just take over Europe as long as they don't come here. And then when they started to invade England, we said, well, wait a minute. <clears throat> and they did. I, I studied under a German officer who had practiced loading artillery pieces onto barges to physically invade England. He was a German army officer. And there were many who said, I'll just leave them alone, leave them alone. How many are aware that Mexico was entering into a treaty with Nazi Germany to provide an invasion base in Mexico to invade the United States of America. It's getting that close, folks. To defend the freedoms we know, the freedoms we have. People had to go to war. And I think it was MacArthur said that no one hates war more than a professional soldier. We talk about the glory, we wave the flag, we fire the salutes, we wear the uniforms. I, I had a friend who in life was a great pacifist but loved to play at Civil War reenactment. And I said, your hypocrisy troubles me, my brother. He was also a deacon. I said, it, it troubles me. You're such a pacifist and yet you are dressing up and play acting at one of the most horrific events in the history of our country. He said, I, I know, but it's kind of fun. Well, I, I couldn't reason with that. Not very much. Let's go another level. Nothing worth dying for. We can argue whether a, a human nation, a worldly nation is worth dying for. How about the kingdom of God? How about the kingdom of God? Is it worth dying for? How many of the original 12 apostles died peacefully in bed? One. I've told, said that before. Some of you knew it already. I'm not saying I taught you, but... One. Which one? The Apostle John, but he died in exile, didn't he, on the island of Patmos, away from his people, away from his beloved church. All the others, if you look at the symbols of the different apostles, for many of them, their symbols are symbols of the instruments of their death. The word martyr means witness. Those who faced with worship Caesar instead of Jesus, renounce Jesus and declare Caesar is Lord or die. Thousands upon thousands chose death rather than renounce Christ. I hope I could say I would do that. I would say it. I hope that faced with it, I'd have that courage that those early believers had. 
Going out and being a missionary, is that worth it? There's a woman who has served as a missionary. Her name is right in this corner of my head, but I can't get, get it to the front. Who was serving in a foreign land with her husband, and the natives killed her husband. They didn't want to put up the message anymore. Years later, she went back. Her name was Joy. Joyce or Joy. But she went back to the same place, to the same people with her children in tow to continue to preach the gospel to those people and they were saved in Christ. What a message of forgiveness. What a, a redemption of the loss of her husband's life in attempting to take the gospel to these people. I can't imagine it. I couldn't do what she did. I could not do that. We're in a day and age where we see people standing up for their faith. And as I said, Ephesians 6 makes it clear we don't just roll over. Doesn't mean we take a literal sword, but we fight with the truth. We fight with the gospel. We fight with God's word and our salvation to protect us. And it said when you've done everything, what do you do? Stand. There are people in the world today still being persecuted for being Christians being forced to renounce their faith or even convert to another faith or die. Many of them choose death. In a culture where we're not faced with physical death, in a culture where people can be canceled, for standing by tenets of their faith, people are losing their businesses, their livelihoods, their retirement funds, and their homes. And a few, their freedom. Form of cultural death. We need to stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Put on the truth, the salvation, the righteousness, all those pieces of the armor of God and be willing to stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ as, as a soldier. And I know I'm not the only person who made that commitment here. Not just committed to defending the rights and liberties of our nation but to defend the rights and liberties of people under the gospel of Jesus Christ by taking it to them, by teaching it to them, by willing to stake this mortal life on that liberty, on that gospel, knowing, knowing that we're still playing with electronics, I apologize. Always when I get dramatic, isn't it? It's, it's God saying, get over yourself, preacher. It's time to wind down, right? I didn't even move that time. Yes, Lord, I get it. And we got new electronics, we need to replace some other things. We'll, we'll work on it. Anyway, which also probably shortens the train of thought, doesn't it? To commit our lives. Whether the mortal life carried in this body or the life that we think we deserve, the life we think we lead to that salvation, to that liberty in Jesus Christ, faithfulness to that gospel, no matter what gets thrown at us, and support of sisters and brothers around the world who are threatened because of their faith. Yes, faith in our Lord Jesus Christ is worth losing this mortal life. And many have proved that to keep us free to say so has been worth their lives for our nation and other nations as well.
Thanks be to God. Amen and amen.